Hello, once again, and thank you for listening to this podcast known as Faith to Live By. I'm your host, Pam Christian. If you've listened before, then you know I'm all about bringing you truth, truth that will set us free and provide us with the confident convictions we need to be able to embrace life's difficult issues. I want people everywhere to discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. As you know, truth today is very difficult to find. There has been a vast evil scheme to lie and deceive people worldwide as Satan has influenced many people that the Christian faith in God is the bane of human existence. While there are many who have come to openly worship Satan under this deception, there are others who are just caught up in the ideals of humanism who see the Christian faith as the nemesis for the best fulfillment of human existence. Still others, who actually consider themselves Christians, are caught up in the sympathetic viewpoint, the sympathetic viewpoint of sin, thinking every person has a right to love, even if it's expressed through homosexuality. Every person has the right to their own body, even if it means murder by abortion. And every person has the right to decide what is truth for them, even if it means going through extreme chemical and physical alterations to alter one's biological gender, and so on. This last group, who consider themselves Christian, vehemently fight for these rights and readily accept the narrative about the environment, population control, about the pandemic, and the management of the pandemic, including masks, distancing, lockdowns, and taking into their bodies multiple injections that have not been proven, nor have these so-called vaccines gone through the same rigorous scientific testings all other vaccines have in years past. Simply because those in power and authority claim They are following the science. Many people are lining up to have their bodies injected with unidentified substances that are not approved except for emergency use only, where long-term effects are unknown. These are the very same people who are also lighting their precious children up to receive these injections. My heart breaks as I watch the Word of God play out. Hosea 4.6 clearly states, My people perish for lack of knowledge. And it's this lack of knowledge, this lack of investigation, this blind trust of media and government and educational institutions and even people claiming science that is leading to premature deaths of people, including our precious children. You're not seeing it because mainstream media is not telling the truth. When we want to find the truth, we have to go looking for it, especially in these dark days. And the truth is, injections, these so-called vaccines, are what's killing people, and we're going to see more and more of it in the days to come. Back in 2012, after reading an article by ABC News and learning how horribly people are deceived, I had to do something. I mean, the nature of deception means the victim is unaware of their condition, so I had to do something to help wake people up to the truth, and I sat down to write what I thought would be an op-ed piece, which God quickly revealed would be a book. And by the way, I never wanted to be an author. I'm actually on record telling people I never want to go through the rigors of writing a book. But as I was writing this book, God then revealed to me that there would be more than one book. And the first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. Now, I knew this book would be a hard sell because people everywhere think they have the truth. They think that they're living their life based on truth. No one willingly lives their life on the basis of lies. But in reality... Many people are deceived and they only think they know the truth. Could this be you or someone you love? If so, I ask you to listen not only to today's podcast, but last week's podcast, which was actually part one of my interview with Alex Newman. 
Alex is a wealth of knowledge and an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, speaker, investor, and consultant with a global reputation for hard-hitting reporting who seeks to glorify God in everything he does. He also seeks to help people discover and live in life-giving truth, just as I do. Alex is also the founder of Liberty Sentinel, and I want you to know more about Alex and all he does, so please use the links in the show notes to visit his website. I also ask you to listen to all of my podcasts and get all of my books because my whole life mission is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth. And you know, there are only two ways we can discover if we are deceived or not. One is to listen to differing points of view, to apply critical thinking, to rationally consider any merits of the viewpoint. But sadly, very few people today are willing to do this, which sets them up for the second way we can know if we are deceived. The second way is to be subjected to a crisis that proves what we believed was a lie. And I'm very sad to say that I and many others, including my guest, Alex Newman, believe such a crisis is imminent worldwide, which will shock people into truth. Many of the well-respected modern-day prophets are warning people to be prepared for shocking events in this very year of 2022. Pastor Hank Kuhneman spoke on December 31, 2021, during a New Year's Eve service at Lord of Hosts Church regarding removals, notable deaths, upheavals, and physical shakings in America and the nations of the earth. It has been prophetically declared that the people of God must pay attention to the first six months of 2022 as God moves among the governments of the land and will measure how they have ruled. This will also be a time where God is looking to see how much his people will pray, unite, and decree his goodness in order for him to release an outpouring of blessings in the season of harvest. I encourage you to read the prophetic word in its entirety, so look for the link in the show notes. With today's episode of Faith to Live By, I want you to be open-minded to hear what Alex has to say about the long-term effort that has been underway to create a one-world government and how the people who are working hard to make this a reality see Christians as the single most powerful threat to prevent them from their goals. Alex brings some hard-hitting truth that we need to hear, because none of us want to live our life on the basis of lies. So I'm asking you to listen with an open mind, courageously be willing to admit you are wrong where needed, humbly repent where needed, asking the Lord to forgive you, and confidently embrace God's promise that when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Next, I want you to contact me by email. I want you to write me using this email, faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com, and let me know how this podcast helped you realize truth you hadn't before. Then, I want you to share this podcast with those you love to help them also discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. Please understand, each and every week since July 2020, I have spent hours upon hours researching, praying, writing, recording, editing, and promoting this podcast so you can live your life based on truth. It's only reasonable for me to ask you to let me know that I'm helping you. Otherwise, as far as I know, I'm just speaking into a microphone with my words floating aimlessly in the thin air, and there's no reason for me to continue. So now, position yourself with an open mind, in courage and humility to listen to what my guest, Alex Newman, has to say to help us all understand what's going on in the world and how we should respond 
to be able to experience the victory Christ died to give us. You know, back in the fall of 2019, I was seeking the Lord about the year ahead, and I really felt that the Lord was trying to explain to me that he would be exposing all manner of corruption. So when 2020 rolled out and we started seeing corruption be exposed, I wasn't shocked. But I have to tell you, for going through it as we have now for two years, I am starting to be more shocked, learning that the evil is so deep and so extensive and so believed as the right way by so many people, that in and of itself, if I wasn't a Christian, would make me fearful. And I see this whole one world order, one world government as being a serious threat to Christianity. I think that is probably the number one enemy of making a one world government. Would you agree? Uh, there's, there's no question. Uh, and in fact, I think when you boil it all down, uh, what we're seeing is actually just the physical manifestation of the spiritual war that Paul described in Ephesians chapter six. Uh, this is a diabolical agenda. And, you know, when, when you tell people that this is satanic, non-Christians, and even some Christians, unfortunately, they kind of roll their eyes, but it, it really doesn't take a lot of digging and research to figure this out. I'll, I'll give you a very clear example that, that kind of brings all of these things together, Pam. Uh, the UN has a, an education ministry, right? The, the equivalent of the U.S. Department of Education. It's called. Do they UNESCO. call it a ministry? Uh, no, well, they, they call it the uh, United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. Um, so this is basically, you know, the equivalent of the U.S. Department of Education, just on a global scale. And they have what they call a World Core Curriculum. The man who wrote this World Core Curriculum, he was the Assistant Secretary General of the United Nations a heretic of the highest order. He wants to claim the United Nations was the body of Christ. And of course, we know the church is the body of Christ, not a collection of kleptocrats and, and gangsters and thieves and mass murderers, right? That's ludicrous. Uh, and so he wrote this world core curriculum in the United Nations, and, and he both said it should be taught in every school, in every classroom all over the world. Um, I've, I've got all these documents. The UN posts them on its website. And uh, in the, the foreword for the teacher's manual for this world core curriculum, there's a stunning admission that should make every Christian sit up and pay close attention. And, and really just the blinders should come off. There, there's no more debating this issue. It is diabolical. It is satanic. So he says in this foreword, he says that uh, the world core curriculum is based on the underlying philosophy upon which it's based will be found in the teachings of Alice Bailey and the Tibetan Jval Kul. And, you know, for most people, that is completely meaningless. Well, Alice Bailey is uh, very familiar to the, all of the leaders of the United Nations. Uh, she was one of the leaders of the Theosophical Movement. Uh, she was also the founder of the Lucifer Publishing Company. Uh, it's now called the Lucius Trust because Lucifer Publishing was just a little bit too obvious. <laughs> but uh, what these people believe, and they'll actually tell you what they believe if you read their books, uh, is that Lucifer is the good guy. Lucifer came here to, to free us from this tyrannical Jehovah, Yahweh, uh, who was imprisoning us in this garden and keeping us in ignorance. And then Lucifer showed up, Satan showed up uh, and, and encouraged us to free ourselves from these shackles by eating the fruit. Uh, so they, they've literally flipped the biblical story upside down. Now, this uh, Tibetan teacher, Jival Kul, that, uh, that is mentioned in the foreword to the teacher's manual of the World Core Curriculum, turns out he's not a teacher or Tibetan. He is a spiritual entity. Uh, Alice Bailey described these spiritual entities as ascended masters. She claimed to be in communication with all these spiritual entities that were giving her special revelations about the, the coming new age that we were all going to be a part of, at least those of us who would pledge our allegiance to it. 
And uh, so this ascended master, as she called it, was dictating these books to her. Uh, and as you read the books, you know, she, she, she mentions the Christ a lot, but this is not Jesus Christ. In fact, if anything, it's the Antichrist. And this comes through crystal clear when you read her writings. Uh, and so for the man who wrote the World Court Curriculum to say that it's based on the teachings of the founder of the Lucifer Publishing Company and the demons she was communicating with, as far as I'm concerned, is smoking gun evidence that what we're dealing with here is absolutely from the pit of hell. Uh, they're, they're using all these different UN agencies, including the UN education agency to prepare the way for this global system. And, and people need to realize, you know, this is not some far off threat. This is now being incorporated down to the local level in your local school district. Yes. Um, Arnie Duncan, who spent seven years as secretary of education under Obama, um, he couldn't say it enough times. UNESCO is my partner in reforming education worldwide. We're turning your kids into green global citizens. Um, I, I've got propaganda commercials produced by the people who created Common Core, where they're bragging about how the Common Core is aligned with the international standards. Right? So, so this is in your face at this point. You, you have to bury your head in the sand like an ostrich to deny that this is what's going on. It's incredible. Like I said, the more research I do, the deeper this pit becomes. And you've been researching it longer than I have. So you, I, again, appreciate your input. Aside from the people you've already mentioned, who would be some of the key players that we should be aware of? And then how does this fit in for us and from a biblical perspective? Well, there's a lot of key players. And I would say most of the leaders of the United Nations would be key players, even many of our government leaders. They often describe this coming new age as a new world order. Uh, and there are different levels at which you can understand this. For example, George H.W. Bush, who was a regular attendee at the Bohemian Grove. Uh, he was also a member of the Skull and Bones Society, another one of these esoteric societies. Very, very nefarious. Uh, they meet at the tomb and they do mock human sacrifices. They do just absolutely abominable things that if you read your Bible, you find the perfect parallels from the Old Testament. Uh, but so he described, he actually went on national TV. You don't have to believe me, just go on YouTube and you'll find his, his lecture on national TV, where he said that um, this invasion that we were orchestrating uh, of uh, Kuwait and Iraq was more than about just one small country. It's about a big idea. It's about a new world order, he said, uh, an order in which a credible United Nations will use its peacekeeping role. This is a verbatim quote. Uh, he's talking about their military forces to realize, he said, the vision of the UN's founders. Well, we already talked about who the UN's founders were, communists and traitors and, and actual representatives of Joseph Stalin, one of the worst mass murderers in human history. So that on the surface is the new world order. When you dig a little deeper, you realize there is a major spiritual component to this as well. Um, it is anti-Christian to the core. Uh, and so on the political level, yes, the, the new world order means a one world system. Uh, they think it will look very much like communist China looks. And in fact, they say this now pretty openly. Uh, and so these are some of the key players. Uh, you have uh, Joe Biden right now, the, the supposed president of the United States. Uh, I've got three or four videos of him talking about the New World Order. He wrote a, an article for the Wall Street Journal published in 1992 called How I Learned to Love the New World Order, where he talks about further empowering the UN's military. He says we need to breathe life into the UN charter. These are direct quotes from the current president of the United States. Right? So, so these are on the surface the key people. But then behind the scenes, there are even more significant people. And I think a lot of these secret societies need to be examined, like Bohemian Grove, like the Skull and Bones, and there are plenty of others. Um, you've got organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, I mentioned them earlier. So after the U.S. Senate uh, declined to get the United States involved in the League of Nations, uh, they set up the Council on Foreign Relations, which has sister organizations all over the world, right, in, in the U.K., on continental Europe, in Canada, uh, very powerful organization. Uh, and they have been leading the charge 
to promote globalism in the United States. They've been very open about this. If you read their magazine, you can read this. Uh, and actually, uh, one of the men who, who joined and then defected, Admiral Chester Ward, uh, he spent 16 years as a member, uh, and then he defected and he, he, he left and he exposed this. He wrote a book with uh, Phyllis Schlafly, and he said that the, the main object of this organization is to subvert the sovereignty of the United States and get us ensnared in a one world government. So if you want to know kind of at the policymaking level who's running this, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations is a key player. Um, Hillary Clinton, while she was serving as Secretary of State, said publicly in a speech at the CFR, uh, I'm so glad you guys are opening this office in D.C. Now I won't have as far to go to be told what I should be doing and how I should be thinking about the future. So these are the people who really at, at, at the surface level call the shots at, at, a, at a broader view. Uh, I think what we're dealing with here is clearly diabolical. And so you asked, how do we deal with this as Christians? Well, I think the first thing we need to understand for, for people who are new to this, it's easy to be frightened, but I'll tell you right away, don't be frightened. God tells us 365 times in the Bible, fear not, right? That's one for every single day of the year. If you want to know how God responds to us being afraid, go to the book of Numbers, go to chapter 13 and 14. And uh, when, when these spies came back after spying out the land and said, oh my goodness, there's giants there. Oh, boo-hoo, we're scared. God got so mad. He was actually on the verge of destroying them. He said, how dare these people, after everything that I've done for them, after I saved them from, from slavery in Egypt, how dare they be scared? That's ridiculous. And so, you know, Moses intervenes and God decides ultimately he's not going to destroy them, but they're not going to be able to go into the, the promised land. So rule number one, do not let these people make you afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. So fear is an emotion, uh, a response caused by the enemy, not by God. We need to recognize that our God laughs at these people. Our God thinks their plans are humorous. He holds them in derision. These types of people, these types of forces, and ultimately, this is not a, a physical battle that we're in, right? These are not just bad guys. Ultimately, Paul explains to us in Ephesians 6 is one of the many places in the Bible that you, you clearly glean this. Uh, we're dealing with powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness and the forces of darkness in high places. We're dealing with the demonic. We're dealing with the satanic. This is not just people with stupid ideas. These are evil forces. And so the correct response is not to get scared, not to think about, well, we need a revolution, right? This is a spiritual battle. Our weapons are not carnal. We deal with spiritual weapons, and we can take a lot of comfort because I, I think the Bible reveals all of this to us. You wouldn't even need to study current events to understand all of this because the Bible reveals it clearly. And so one of my favorite verses in the Bible, if you go to Psalm 2, verse 2, and there's other verses that talk exactly about this as well, but I just love how Psalm 2 explains it. It says that the, the kings of the earth conspire against the Lord and against his anointed one. Right? Some versions say take counsel together, which is you know, the equivalent of conspire. Um, so, so the kings of the earth thousands of years ago in David's day were, were conspiring against God. Uh, and then you go down to verse four and it says, God laughs at these people. He holds them in derision. He's going to absolutely destroy them. So, so we need to recognize these people are not necessarily our enemy. There, but for the grace of God, go we, right? We could have easily been sucked into this madness, but God was gracious enough to save us from that. Uh, and so we need to think of these people. Look, these people are going to hell. These people are on the wrong side of this battle. And we have the good news. They can be free from this. They, they, they can have victory in Christ. So we need to look at that as a mission field. Uh, we need to recognize that, yes, we have an obligation to speak out against evil. Uh, Paul makes that clear in Ephesians, right? Ephesians 5.11. That's been my motto as a journalist for over a decade. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but reprove them, expose them. 
And so that's what I do. I'm, I'm blessed to do that uh, six days a week. I get to reprove and expose. Uh, that's one of the things we could be doing. So I would tell people, don't be afraid. Reprove, expose, have no fellowship with them. You know, Paul tells us too, we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. We shouldn't be ignorant. We shouldn't obsess about these things, but we don't want to be ignorant about what Satan is doing, about the ways that he deceives people. And as Christians, I think we have an obligation to pray about these issues. We have an obligation to resist evil. And, um, and you know, God is not going to hold us blameless if we don't do something, even if that something is just telling other people about uh, what's going on and spreading the good news and making disciples of all the nations as he's called us to do. Uh, those are all powerful ways that we can deal with what we're confronted with. I really like what you're bringing out because faith is more than a decision or a point of view. It is an action. We have to demonstrate our faith which again is why I have my podcast, Faith to Live By. I want people to be able to be so empowered, so confident about the certainty of the Christian faith, the certainty of God being the supreme power, that we boldly take our place in his plans. And I, I really like that you're bringing that out, that we need to pray, we need to resist, and we need to see it as our mission field. Even as you say, if we just share the truth, we are doing something. But I believe, and I, any, any comments you might have on this, I believe God is leading different people to different places in all of our seven mountains of society and showing us who we can join forces with, who we can network with to be even more effective because when in unity, we have definitely have greater success. No question about it. You know, God has called us to uh, do everything that we do for Christ. So if you're a journalist, you should be a journalist for Christ. If you're a teacher, you should be a teacher for Christ and for the cause of Christ. If you are a politician, everything you do should be about your faith. And, and I love what you said. You know, Paul and, and James and, and so many others, they make clear that you know, having faith is not just having faith, right? Uh, it's not just believing what the Bible says. The devil believes what the Bible exactly. says, right? For crying out loud. Exactly. Uh, the demons believe and they tremble. It's not about just believing. Uh, you know, faith without works is dead. So God has called us to go out and proclaim the truth, to resist actively evil, to make disciples of all nations. And we're supposed to do everything as unto the Lord. We're supposed to eat and drink as unto the Lord. How much more our jobs and, and, and our callings and our professions and uh, and the raising of our children. I mean, everything we do needs to be centered on how am I honoring Christ with this? Uh, what am I doing for the cause of Christ, for God, while I'm at my job, while I'm educating my children? And, and, and this needs to be preeminent in our thoughts, in everything that we do. Uh, and unfortunately, I think so many Christians have kind of compartmentalized their faith into like, well, I, I just go to church on Sunday morning and and that's what Christians do. No, no, no. Uh, if, if you are a Christian, you're a Christian, not just Sunday morning when you're sitting in church, but Monday morning when you get to your job and, and Tuesday morning when you get to your job and Thursday when you get home from your job. We are supposed to be Christians in everything we do. Uh, and that includes using whatever influence God has blessed us with, whatever resources God has blessed us with for the advancement of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, Robin Bullock, who's a known prophet, recently gave a stern warning that the Lord had given him that the people who are really wanting this one world order, one world government, have used COVID. I love what's been said recently. You can tell the difference of a conspiracy in just about, you know, six days time. What was once called a conspiracy theory just did it six days. Well, now they're saying six hours. So what I want my audience to understand, I think you would be the one to help put this into a crystal clear perspective. The COVID was not an accident. It was a planned event. And the increased efforts to get the world, quote unquote, vaccinated is all part 
of the one world order. Can you please address that? And will this kind of close out with this? Because I want people to really understand the seriousness of the moment. Yeah, thank you, Pam. And I I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. I say kind of half jokingly, uh, the COVID is a lot like the iPhone. Um, It was designed and engineered by Americans and it was manufactured in China. Right, So uh, there's no doubt about it at this point that the COVID was an engineered virus. It was created in this weapons lab, bioweapons lab in Wuhan, China. Uh, This research was funded by Anthony Fauci. Uh, It was undertaken by researchers at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. It was undertaken by researchers in Canada. And it was absolutely used uh, by Satan and by Satan's minions to try to advance the kingdom of darkness. And uh, it was used to wage war on the church. It was used to wage war on Christians. How could it be any more obvious when your government is telling you, you can go get abortions, you can go buy marijuana, you can go to the liquor store, but you can't go to church. I mean, really, you don't have to be a discerning Christian to recognize that something doesn't make sense about that. You can go shop at Walmart, but you can't go to church. You can go murder your baby. You can go protest at a Black Lives Matter protest against the patriarchy and the gender roles and the, the individual liberty but you can't go to church. I mean, folks, we don't have to be very discerning people to to recognize that this was a diabolical plot. And so what's happening now, and I've spoken on this and I've written on this very extensively, it is being used to lay an infrastructure down that Satan hopes to use uh, to wage war against Christians. Um, We see this now with the vaccinations, I think very clearly. They are using this push for vaccines to create the infrastructure to where uh, you will not be able to buy or sell if, and, and I'm not saying the, the COVID vaccine is the mark of the beast, or, you know, what, but they're using it to create the infrastructure that will make that possible. Uh, first of all, we know the, the vaccine so-called, I won't even call this thing a vaccine because it's not, um, it provides virtually zero protection from any kind of COVID infection. It's, it's absolutely ludicrous. Second of all, we know that COVID can be effectively treated with cheap, uh, widely available pharmaceutical products. Uh, there's absolutely no reason for this. Uh, third of all, we know there are incredibly significant risks from these shots. And fourth, and, and perhaps most importantly, we see the architecture of global totalitarianism being built up using the COVID panic and the vaccine push as the pretexts, as the catalyst to build it. So I think we need to resist this with every fiber of our being. Uh, I will not take this. I, I Under any circumstances, I would encourage other Christians to pray about this and you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to give people medical advice, but I've interviewed uh, dozens of incredible doctors from around the world on this exact topic. I believe millions of people, if they haven't died already, will die from these injections. I, I, and I believe that may be uh, part of it. One of, the, one of the agendas of these people is to depopulate the planet. And they say it frequently. I've got videos of Bill Gates saying we're going to use vaccines to reduce the population of the planet, vaccines and abortions, right? I, I mean, how much more direct can you be? So I tell people, uh, beware. You know, basically, whatever these individuals tell you, you, you probably want to do the opposite most of the time. If, if Dr. Fauci goes on TV and tells you to wear three masks, you know, it's not a good idea to wear three masks. And I mean, you could take that to the bank. Uh, these people do not want what's best for you. They certainly do not want what's best for God's people, for the kingdom. Uh, and so we need to be very discerning. And, and I think as Christians, we need to come out of this world system, right? Stop watching the TV. Stop believing the lies. Stop buying the fear mongering that they're peddling and start transforming your mind, renewing your mind with the truth of scripture, with the truth of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and you won't be deceived anymore. 
I really like what you said about the importance of us as Christians coming out of the world system. We are supposed to be in the world, but not of it. We are of the kingdom of God. Amen. And you have helped us so much with this interview. I want to thank you, Alex. Where can people contact you if, if they'd like to get a hold of you? Well, I want to thank you so much for having me on the program, Pam. Thank you for all the incredible work that you're doing. I really appreciate it. Uh, if people want to get a hold of me, uh, lots of different ways. My personal website is libertysentinel.org. And so people can contact me that way. Um, I'm the senior editor at The New American. I write for a lot of different publications, including the Epoch Times. In fact, some of my stuff has been published by uh, Charisma. So I, I, I write for a lot of different publications. But my personal website, libertysentinel.org. And then I'm still on the social media things. I don't spend a lot of time on fascist book or Twitter anymore. But um, <laughs> that, you know, I'm, I'm gradually migrating over to some of the other platforms. But And, and if people want to shoot me an email, it's just Alex at Liberty Sentinel. That's S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L dot O-R-G. Great. Well, thank you so much, Alex. If you'll grace me once again in the future, I definitely would like to have you back. I would be honored. So anytime, just let me know. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pam. First, given everything Alex said, if you or someone you love has taken the jab, you've gotten this so-called vaccine, I want you to go to my show notes. There's always a list of doctors there who can help you with your health. I want you to use the show notes and realize there's always a lot more information in the show notes than what I'm able to actually talk about during the podcast. So look at the list of doctors, look at some of the other information there about the vaccines that I've been providing for you, and do what you can to reverse any of the effect of the vaccine. I tell you, this week's podcast and last week with Alex Newman have provided powerful, eye-opening truths that we must share with others. So I encourage you to share this podcast with those you love. Wasn't it incredible to hear how Satan has convinced people that he is the savior of the world to free people from the oppression of God? As I listened to that, I couldn't help but realize the fallacy of their thinking. They claim there's no such thing as God, that humanity is the highest order of being, And at the same time, they think Christianity and our God is the biggest threat to their agenda. So, in truth, they can't say God doesn't exist. They can only admit that the God of the Bible is not the God they choose to worship. Robin Bullock recently gave a stern warning wanting people to realize the architecture or the structure for global totalitarianism is being built stronger than ever in our day. And if you don't understand what that means and Many people don't because they've been mentally conditioned through public schools. Totalitarianism is a form of government and political systems that prohibits all opposition parties, that outlaws individual opposition to the state and its claims, and exercises an extremely high degree of control and regulation over public and private life. It is regarded as the most extreme and complete form of authoritarianism. In totalitarian states, Political power is often held by autocrats, such as dictators and absolute monarchs, who employ all-encompassing campaigns in which propaganda is broadcast by the state-controlled mass media in order to control the citizenry. Doesn't that sound precisely like what we've been dealing with recently? Those who seek to have a one-world government where they are in power don't want those they seek to control to realize we're being controlled. So, They determine the ideal of totalitarianism as defunct and lead us to believe instead they are working to convert pre-World War II anti-fascism into post-war anti-communism. They claim this again and again and again through media 
education, government, and more until the people are convinced it must be true, when in fact it is not, just as you heard from my guest, Alex Newman. People, I sincerely hope my work is equipping you to live your life before God in truth and righteousness and to properly take a stand against anything that sets itself up against the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4-6 to clearly states, For the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We are to destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when our obedience is complete. These are days where God is soon to shock people worldwide into truth, and we who already know the truth are going to be needed by these people to help comfort and guide them. If ever there was a time in our world where Christians need to be mobilized in unity, it's today. We must join in support of one another, doing whatever we can to make truth known and to tear down the evil strongholds of our day. I sincerely hope you have been able to listen with an open mind, courageously admit where you've been wrong, humbly repent where needed, asking the Lord to forgive you, and confidently embrace God's promise that when we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And remember what else I asked of you? I asked you to write me. Use this email address, faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com and let me know how this podcast helped you realize truth that you hadn't realized before. And lastly, I ask you to share this podcast with those you love to help them also discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides. Next week, I'll plan on helping us understand the role our public schools have played in the indoctrination of our children for a one-world government, which makes them highly resistant to the kingdom of God and even God himself. I want us to understand the vital importance of our intentionally coming out of the world system and deliberately into the kingdom of God as we live our lives on earth to overcome the schemes of the devil. If you believe this podcast is an important source of truth you can trust, then consider becoming a supporter. Donations are certainly accepted, but they're not tax deductible. And it's for that reason that I offer my products and services for you to purchase. I offer my books, CDs, bumper stickers, jewelry, and other products from my web store, which you can get to through faithtoliveby.com. When you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH at checkout, and you'll get 20% off of your order. If you like the content and the resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me on social media and through my blog. In fact, if you didn't know, my blog has actually been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. Be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on the show notes and on my website, faithtoliveby.com. From there, you can also subscribe to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. And as a subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts that I offer you just as a thank you for your subscription. Subscribing will also make you a preferred member where you'll receive special announcements and offers not available to others. And by subscribing, should anything happen to my podcasts, I'll have a way to contact you to make sure you know where to find me. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember Christ died for us 
the least we can do is live for Him.